vegan and plant-based business owners and entrepreneurs were often adapting to a new reality. This new podcast series from Vegan Mainstream is an opportunity to help you when it's time to pivot. These interviews will come from inside and outside of our community, and I hope as your host, Stephanie Redcross West, I can inspire you and give you the tools that you need to move forward. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our next interview. I'm excited about talking with our guest today because we're going to be talking about the conversation about veganism and how we can move that conversation from our plates into things like our home. I think often when we think about veganism, a lot of the discussion is around, you know, what we eat and what we're shopping for and our great finds, especially as vegans. But often we forget the need to make sure that it transitions into our lifestyle, that it transitions into the things that we purchase, and also that it transitions into major purchases that we make, especially when we're thinking about things like remodeling. We're thinking about making changes to our homes, which is, a for many of us, a large place where we invest not only our time, but often money. And the idea that we can do that in this vegan landscape, that we can do it in a way where we can bring in our personalities, things that we are passionate about, things that really matter to us to make sure that we're sourcing the products and the items that align with our ethics, I think is an exciting conversation to have. And for some of you out there that maybe hadn't thought about it, this might be a great conversation starter for you, maybe you and a partner or a spouse, to start thinking differently about your home. So today, I just want to invite and say thank you so much for being my guest today. Risha, it's so wonderful to have you here. Thanks so much, Stephanie. I'm thrilled to be here, and I love talking about Interior design, but uh, particularly vegan interior design, it's my passion. It's what oh, I do every day. Yeah. That is wonderful. So let's give everyone a little bit of background. Let's let them know kind of how you got started. Because for a lot of people, the question is, really? You can have a business that's vegan design? And I know you started with a business, especially as an interior designer. But can you talk about how you made that switch, how you had that epiphany, and how you even felt, did you ever have doubts or concern, or the entire time did you understand that there was definitely a need and that people would be interested in this service? Well, I started my interior design firm about 12 years ago, and it just started off as a regular luxury interior design firm helping res- mainly residential clients, although I do commercial and retail and office spaces as well. But the bulk of my business is residential. And so I wasn't thinking about veganism at all. But six years ago, I became a vegan or I decided I'm going to be a vegan. Let's see how this works. Well, once I got into it, of course, I couldn't stop. And I'm like, okay, there's more reasons to being a vegan than just what I had, what I was eating. And I felt really empowered too about my choices with eating. But since I'm in interior design, I quickly realized that, oh, how hypocritical I was because I wasn't eating animals and that's the choice I made, but I was selling them. Interior design is uses animal products so prolifically. There are so many products that we use in interior design that are based on animals. And I was like, wow, 
this doesn't make sense. And I really needed to align my personal choices with my business ethics. And so that's why I decided to move into only specifying and doing uh, vegan design. There's lots of other reasons why I also thought that vegan design was important because a big one, besides that it makes you feel empowered and, uh, you know, saving the animals, but it is also about creating uh, our homes are our place that are our safe sanctuaries or a place that we go to at the end of the day that rejuvenate us, that make us feel at peace and safe. And if we're bringing into our homes these products that are really based on violence, so there's no possible way to get an animal product unless it's violent. And I'm thinking, wow, now you're living in this violent energy that you're bringing into your home. And I thought, yeah, that is really key for, you know, to eliminate that, to create the kind of home that you feel that peace and that sanctuary. So there are lots of different layers why I decided to become a vegan interior designer. But first and foremost was just my conviction that veganism was necessary for me. And um, I realized I didn't have to compromise my dis- my clients' aesthetics or any of their design choices by specifying and using only vegan products. I think that's a great point because I think when many people think about going vegan, being vegan, you know, there's a lot of questions about what you don't do or can't do. And, you know, sometimes the conversation can turn into this kind of path of, you know, we don't have the things that we used to have. Right. And I really think it's so important for people to understand that you can still have, like you said, beautiful design. You Uh can still have comfort. You can still have things that maybe even from a standpoint of maybe cultural or things that, you know, or maybe artistic or, you know, whatever your flair is when it comes to your home, that you can express that and do it in Mm -hmm. a way that, like you said, doesn't bring violence into the home. You can do it in a way that aligns with your ethics. And then I'm also going to assume that you can do it in a way, especially for people who are becoming more and more conscious about how a lot of the big ticket items that we bring in our homes, like couches and so forth, the materials that are used and how they're sourced and the sustainable nature in them, I think are even things that people have been now questioning and making sure that they're making choices that align with that as well. Absolutely. And, you know, interior design is something that most people don't think about because it's, uh, it is big choices and you're not making them on a daily, such as when you're eating choices or eating, you know, every day you're making those choices. So yeah, you think about it a lot. At least I'm a foodie. (laughs) All I do is think about food. It's ridiculous. Like, what am I going to eat in 20 minutes? You know, but in terms of interior design and designing our homes, we look at these big purchases. Once we purchase it, we're not going to do that for another 10 years, 15 years, whatever it is, or when we move. And so we don't think about how that impact, you know, our convictions or our choices, et cetera. What I like about making these conscious choices is how empowering it is. Uh, Because then through, it's only literally as a consumer, like I'm a small penis person. Like most people are just little people. We're not big gigantic people making big changes in the world. But I feel like every single decision I make 
is empowering me because I get to decide how I spend my money. I get to decide what businesses I'm going to support. I get to decide what kind of world I want to create. And so, and I get to do that, you know, not only with my food choices, but with every single choice I have. And if I don't like these practices or how they're sourcing product or the kind of products they want, I can make a decision about it. Yeah. And through that, through that decision, I influence how those companies are going to go moving forward because it's all about, for them, the bottom line. It's about keeping a viable business. And that means gearing it towards consumer choices. Absolutely. And I think I love that you use that word empowerment because I think we forget our power at times. Oh, Often absolutely. we think, oh, I got to grab this. I'll just get this. And the idea is all of those choices really indicate what where the demand is. It indicates mm-hmm. what's important. And when we ask questions of organizations right. that maybe we haven't asked before, when we ask organizations to look at their supply chain or look at, you know, even down to how they treat their community and, you know what I mean, how they give back, when we start to ask businesses to kind of raise their impact raise Mm -hmm. their ethics in a sense, then we can all be kind of operating on a similar playing field. We can all start to make sure that we're doing right by the planet, by animals, but we're also doing right by the things that we purchase. Because we live in a society where we do purchase things, where we do buy things. Exactly. And, you know, why not put that power to use? Mm -hmm. So when I uh, started becoming a vegan designer, it was a lot of questioning and asking. Now, I'm just a little person. I don't have a lot of influence. So when I'm specifying product, the more custom, the more luxury good, where I'm in direct contact with the manufacturer, the fabricator, and I can ask them and get to understand you know, all the pieces that go into a product. So I, there was one manufacturer, it was a small little furniture maker in the United States. And I said, Hey, you know, I'm vegan into designer. So I need to know, like, I know the wood, like this is upholstery good. So I know the wood is vegan. I know the filling is vegan. It's a polyfill. I know the fabric, but there are all those little insipid things that we, we find in our food. We're like, what yes. is this doing in my food? And the yes. same goes for these products. And so one of the things is the glue that they use in furniture historically, it's been hide glue. Mm-hmm. And I asked my supplier, I said, what type of glue are you using? And I don't often get to, um, for the big suppliers, get answers because they're like, what? And the guy's like, what are you talking about? And I'm sorry, explain yeah, to hide glue. glue. Yeah. Right. He's like, I've been doing this for 30 years, Risha, and nobody has ever asked me that question. So he says, I don't know. He called the company because he's an outside rep. So he mm-hmm. calls his company, they call down to the fabrication floor, like who, you know, who is this person asking these questions? Thank goodness, of course, they don't use high glue. So they use uh, uh, man-made glue, which is um, vegan. And, but I can actually just by asking the questions, I open up that little seed, like planting little seeds. And he never thought of it. The company never thought of it. And I said, wow, that's great that you're using that glue because that will force my purchase, not force, but encourage me to mm-hmm. use you as a manufacturer um, for a lot of my upholstery goods. But he was like, yeah, nobody knows what you're talking about, Richard. Nobody's asked this question. Like, why do they, you know, everybody's saying, why does she care? But that's kind of the ripples that happen when you start 
questioning when you start planting seeds. And I think that's the power of a question. We just had someone stop by that said it was nice to see you again. They said, love Nana. I assume it's Nana, but oh, it looks like it's um, yeah. Yeah, um, the name She's on in- it is Shyla. Yeah. I don't have the location, but I just wanted to say hello and make sure you saw that message. But what I love is the idea that asking a question can start a conversation, can right? send a light bulb off. I think people don't realize that change sometimes isn't always going in and saying, you should this do this, and we start wagging our finger at people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just wondering and questioning, how do you do this? What are you sourcing? Where do you get these materials from? And by individuals that maybe haven't had those questions asked of them before, their wheels start to turn. Because most companies, I mean, we have some companies that, you know, aren't always doing things in our best interest, but most companies really do want happy customers. Mm -hmm. Most companies really do want people who are ecstatic about their products and services and want to jump online or on the rooftops and and yell it to the sky. So therefore, it's so great when you start to find these organizations that are willing to even have those discussions and allow us to start asking those questions so they can better understand if they're servicing their customer and their community better. Yeah. When I became vegan, I got a lot of flack from my friends and my family um, saying, why do you have to keep asking questions? Why do you have to do this? Why do you have to go in a minute? You know, like, because even if they don't, if I go into a store and they don't have vegan food or, you know, they have something that's vegan that I can eat or, or, or purchase or whatever, it plants the seed for them. It plants the idea that, hey, there's somebody out there. And then I always follow it up like, is anybody else asking? And they're like, yeah, actually, somebody asked that last month. I'm like, okay, well, maybe... So having a product or offering a vegan appetizer may be in your best interest because I'll come back. Yeah. And that's the thing is companies that are very customer centric, they often want to know what their customers mm-hmm. want. That's why everyone does surveys and sends out yes. polls and you exactly. know, keep asking and asking. Mm-hmm. And now what we've done is we've kind of turned that around and said, let's start requesting Let's start asking questions. Let's let people and organizations know what we need so that they can meet us there and they don't have to wait until they send us a 20 question survey to get a sense of, you know, how they can support their community or they might already have something that is vegan. I think that was the biggest surprise when I became vegan, how many things are like accidentally vegan, as they call it. Exactly. And, And they didn't even think about it. They're like, oh, this is actually vegan. And maybe I should promote like this vegan section or this vegan menu or whatever it is, because like there are people who want this and it's good for my business. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just had another comment come through saying, you know, it takes a small step with kindness Uh and love. Change is really possible. And that is wonderful, wonderful comment and just even wonderful advice for even all of us out there that see ourselves as change agents and mm-hmm. see of us as vegan ambassadors yes. that, you know, we definitely want to take those steps and continue um, to make those steps. So one thing I wanted to talk about is your business itself. Like, how did you build it into the business that you have now? Because I think for a lot of our listeners, many of them are entrepreneurs. Many of them are trying to start a business or Mm -hmm. thinking about starting a business. And they have a lot of doubts. They have a lot of concerns. They have a lot of maybe worry, especially anyone who has an existing business 
And then they want to make that switch to supporting people who are vegan or want vegan, especially in your case, vegan interior design. People are worried about, do you alienate people? Are you worried that will you be able to sustain your business? Or, you know, and sometimes they're just questions and worry. They're not always grounded in fact, right. but sometimes those things bubble up. And I'm just curious, how did you overcome? Did you have any of those challenges or any of those feelings as well? Uh, I did get a lot of um, concern from people around me saying, you're going to alienate your audience, you're going to alienate your clients. So I, I wasn't like out and about and proud to start because it meant changing a lot of my marketing, my website, you know, putting those tags up. And I just slowly kind of incorporated it. And then when I rebranded recently, I was like, no, in my mind, I was, I, I mean, I just felt that it wasn't making a difference. People, well, I, I don't actually have people coming yet, I mean, yet, to me as a vegan interior designer. I do have clients that are vegan and they're very happy about the choices that I show them. But the other clients, I'm not compromising their design aesthetic. So they're not worried about, oh, well, it's vegan. But I decided when I rebranded and, and changed my logo and stuff that I really wanted to put vegan on my promotional materials. You know, I didn't want to go plant-based. I didn't want to say sustainable. You know, there's lots of other euphemisms that people are using uh, yeah. because vegan has a, can have a bad connotation, you know, for whatever reason. But I thought, no, because vegan is really what I'm talking about. And I'm just become more and more convicted about, I'm just very strong in my convictions. And it was more important to me to support that and find and look for my audience, my potential clients, and it was to continue doing what I was doing. I got to put my head down on the pillow and sleep at night. Yeah. And I couldn't do that doing what I was doing before. And that's so important to me. I don't need to make a, a buck. I don't need to sell myself. I don't need to prostitute myself that for that. Confidence. And yeah, that yeah and I, I didn't want to do that. So I just went for it. And I, you know, the naysayers and people saying you're going to, alienate people. I'm like, well, I do, but I'm never going to make everybody happy ever. Yes. Yes. So I, I need to be happy first because if I'm not happy in my business, I don't want to have a business. And if I don't want to have a business, what am I doing having a business? <laughs> a business. It I want to be doing what I'm passionate about. And part of my passion is education and bringing awareness. And it's just asking questions, letting people know and let, making people think about the choices that they do make even if they're not vegan, if they're not even, you know, even thinking about it, but just saying, hey, there's a little idea. Maybe it will resonate with you. Maybe it will make you think twice. So I use, a, you know, a lot of education and bringing awareness in my marketing promos because, hey, people aren't talking about vegan uh, interiors. They're talking about uh, vegan steaks and burgers and, you know, which, I love food, so I'm happy to have those conversations. I'm talking about food all the time, but um, it doesn't translate into my business and uh, into a business for me. And vegan interior design really is at the kind of the far end of that whole spectrum of vegan products because there's so many other products that we're purchasing along the way daily more consistently than we are purchasing items, home decor and home furnishing items. Yeah, and I hope... Maybe even in today's session or as people are listening to this, it can elevate that conversation because right. I think even when we look back, um, I think about all the years I've been vegan now, I've been vegan over 15 years, 
you know, five years ago, even 10 years ago, the conversations that you have now were not happening around vegan food. Right. You know, the availability wasn't there. The idea of it being integrated into, you know, activities and celebrations and, you know what I mean, the idea that, you know, vegan food can be everywhere. Mm -hmm. I think that that shift has happened recently. So I definitely see that continuing into other industries. I definitely feel that people are starting to become aware of not just the foods on their plate, but how animals are being impacted right. by our choices. And a lot of people are disappointed. A lot of people are really in shock, just like you said, with the glue. A lot of people don't even understand that there are so many byproducts that are in things that we're buying and even things that we're eating <laughs> that right. if we knew it, we would change. And right. I think this is one of those things where we definitely have to continue to enlighten people and educate them. Now, I know when we were talking right before we got started, you were mentioning an event that you have coming up. You're going to be yes. is it in November. You're going to be it's doing November. Yeah. Yeah. And it's oh, go ahead. I'll let you jump in. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, it's the first week of November. It's the first of its kind. It's the uh, interior design, vegan interior design week. It's a, a collaboration, uh, not a collaboration, but we have the speakers from all around the world, contractors, um, people in design industry, talking about the growth of the vegan interior design world and products, what sort of things are happening. Uh, it's free to join. Uh, I will send you the link. I don't have it here to post in the chat, but I can send it to you, oh, Stephanie. We can put it in later, yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, so even if you have an hour or if you have a day, to uh, listen to the talks. I'm one of the panelists. I'm a speaker uh, along with uh, a lot of my colleagues. So it's exciting that we're coming together and talking about this. Nice. And I think that yeah. goes back into just what we were talking about, driving that awareness and getting that conversation going. So this is yeah. an activity that people can join remotely, virtually. anybody yeah. virtually. Okay, yeah. perfect. And then yes. there's different topics on different days or? Yes. There's uh, different speakers every day. And then there's they're all telling their story from a different point of view. And then there's panelists where we're discussing different I issues in the design world. And there's Q&A time as well for anybody that is um, wanting to speak directly to any of the speakers. Oh, that is wonderful. Like, I really, I think that's one of the things that's been interesting as we've been, you know, kind of living in this, you know, post-pandemic world. Yes. Not to say that the pandemic was over, but it's kind of as we've shifted over into kind of the different way of educating, different way of people getting access to information, I'm so glad to hear that you're doing this kind of as a virtual event because it allows so many people to tap into the information. Yes. It allows so many people to think differently. You know, in the past, we would do a lot of these events in person or locally. So sometimes they get to maybe US centric or sometimes they even get to regionally specific. But right. it's wonderful to get people to start thinking about design, thinking about interior design and thinking about those choices. And I think virtual events have been an amazing part of maybe a positive byproduct of everything that we've been going through in these last couple of years. Well, I am tired of virtual, but I have to say that it has allowed me to connect with so many people, particularly vegan women like yourself, uh, that we perhaps would have taken much longer to connect because we're in different parts of the world and different time zones. And it, it you know, we would not have met in person. I'm sure it would have been a much longer period of time. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm really, really grateful for it. And just like everything, I mean, it's just like 
social media, you know, email, right. all of those things. They're great tools. Even my phone at my fingertip buzzing all day long is wonderful. But sometimes you do have to do a little detox and <laughs> take yes. a step away and yeah. making sure we don't overindulge because you can definitely get some fatigue. Lost. But yeah, absolutely. So as we start to wrap up today's session, I always love it when our guests can give people some inspiration, some wisdom, because this last year has been pretty hard for a lot of people, not only because what we considered our normal or what we mean, the way we would normally do things has been maybe turned upside down, but also, you know, we're still in a health crisis. You know, we're still in a place where there's concern and obviously people's families are being impacted that I always like to leave people with some inspiration because we're getting a ton of the bad news. We're getting a ton of the things that aren't working, the things that are going bad. But I do think there are some moments that many of us have maybe had over the last year, the year and a half, that have been positive, have been things that have inspired us or have been opportunities that we might not have discovered if we weren't in this environment. And I don't know if you have any of those to share with our audience, whether it's personal or within your business, I think it'd be great to share with our audience. Well, I I guess it's just saying what we talked about before, which was through the virtual, I've met a lot of people and been able to join into groups and discussions and network with so many more people than I would have had it been in person. So that has definitely been a really a good thing for this past year because I am a people person. I love talking to people. I love gathering and getting together. So not being able to do that or having hesitancy towards meeting in person would have been really difficult without these Zoom or virtual capabilities that we have. That has been so important for me personally and um, for a lot of other people that I've met. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love this this point of, you know, it spreads yes. the positive energy. Yes, um, yes, positive energy. Yeah, absolutely. because man, there's been so much negative. I get lifted up by other people and just hearing them. I and mean, we all have those days where, you know, you just can't drag yourself through. You're just not able to even drag yourself up to get yourself going, get motivated. And then to be able to click into groups where people are supporting each other and bringing each other up and creating positive uh, energy has been instrumental to me where I'm like, okay, it's a good day. You know, there's other people who are thinking positive and that brings me up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's make sure people want to get in touch with you, follow up with you, or maybe even they want some help with their interior design, what's the best way to get in touch with you, whether it's website, social media, email? Uh, I'm all of those. I'm all of those. But the best probably just go to my website, which is walden-interiors.com. And there's an email link there. You can email me. And of course, my YouTube and Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, all those connections are there. So you can, you know, get a hold of me, any of those little handles. They're all on my website, walden-interiors.com. Perfect. Well, thank you yeah. so much for spending a little bit of time with me today. I Thanks, really Stephanie. appreciate it. 
Thank you for sharing kind of not only the event that's coming up, but also mm -hmm. your passion about your business and oh, yeah. also the idea of, you know, don't be afraid to use the vegan word in your business. Don't be yeah. afraid to, to incorporate it into your messaging <sighs> um, right. because we always have to reclaim it and give it that positive energy and that positive force as we continue to use it for good. So I'm so glad we talked about that. And also, I'm just excited about having people have more conversations about interior design. I'm excited about yes. people really asking yeah. the questions about where products or services. Right. And because these are big purchases, they're expensive purchases for exactly. many of us. And we take a lot of time often to make these decisions. Mm -hmm. Then I don't think it's too much more time to even ask, where does it come from? Right. right. The ethics of the business and the brand and how are the products sourced? So hopefully for some people, if they're thinking about making that next big purchase, today's interview maybe got them to write a little email <laughs> to the manufacturer or the company just so we can create that continued demand for vegan products um, out there in the world so we can make this vegan world happen. Absolutely. We can change the world. We can change the world. We can create the world we want. And that's through our choices. That's it. That's okay. the only, that's the only vehicle we have is our choice. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. And thank you everyone else who joined us, whether you joined us live or you're listening to this as a replay. We always appreciate your time. We're always excited about your comments and your messages. So feel free to post them. If there is a question, I will relay it back to Risha as well. But I just want to thank, thank everyone. Thanks for thinking about interior design, maybe a little bit differently after this interview. And we hope to see you in our next one. Bye everyone. Thanks, Stephanie. Thanks for listening to Pivot, our vegan business interview podcast. This is recorded as a live streaming session. So I hope you'll join us for future interviews as well. We offer these interviews to help vegan entrepreneurs stay connected with the vegan business community. If you're interested in more in-depth insights or training, please consider subscribing to one of our premium podcasts, Going Solo or Fix It. Visit veganmainstream.com to learn more or click on the links in the show notes.